millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. 
www.fighterflare.com. Order now. Something wicked is coming this way, and only fools are ignoring the signs. So it's time you became a financial prepper like thousands of others. Gold can travel anywhere. It's international. It's its own currency. Allocate to gold now, the timeless safe haven asset. Open an IRA with noble gold investments to physically hold coins and bars and let real, tangible gold, not just paper, save your portfolio as the economy burns again. Right now, Noble Gold Investments offers a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin with every qualified IRA. Just use the promo code code GOLD to claim your free coin and secure your family's financial future. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. noblegoldinvestments.com This performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. Greetings and salutations, loyal viewers of this channel. My name is Sean. I will be your captain. Get aboard my ship and let us set sail and discuss this conversation between Anna Kasparian of the Young Turks and the streamer Vosh. You guys know these people, you know these characters, but I think it's quite funny that Anna, in her progression to move further and further to the left, is now platforming somebody like Vosh, and there's basically almost no backlash for it. I mean, if you think about it, they got significantly more backlash for having Matt Gates on their election coverage even though they argued with him and lost and Matt Gates is a sitting member of Congress than they did for having this guy on or Anna did previously for going on his stream and the reason why is a phenomenon that I like to call double standards and hypocrisy if you're on the left you can go further left to talk to anybody no matter how crazy their views are but if you're on the right or if you talk to somebody an inch further than the right than you then all of a sudden you're discussing with evil fascists, evil white nationalists, evil white nationalists, racist fascists, and the mere fact that you are appearing in the same area as them means that you 100% agree with them. Now we're going to set that aside for a minute. Look, look, I'm putting it over there and we're just going to talk about this because Vosh and Anna decided to talk about the struggles that young men have and of course, they framed it as young men heading towards fascism, which just goes to show you that these people have no idea what they're talking about and are actually alienating the very same people that they're pretending to be interested in helping in this segment. Now, if you want to know about all of this, then be sure to stay tuned after this sponsorship, but I got to toss it to the sponsor, then we'll bring it back over here, and we'll discuss everything, every detail, on the other side. Noble Gold Investments is here to let you know that gold is among the top class of investments for 2023. In fact, according to longtermtrends.net, gold actually outperformed the S&P 500 and Bitcoin for the entire year of 2022. So what are you waiting for? Start a precious metals IRA with Noble Gold Investments today, and if you transfer or start out with 50000 or more, you will be gifted an American quarter of an ounce gold coin, which is a great keepsake for you. Again, visit them at noblegoldinvestments.com or call them at 877-646-5347. Now recently, uh, Vosh, who's a popular streamer, had tweeted 
tweeted this thread that I think is really, really important to address. He writes, I cannot stress enough how important it is to understand that 12 year old white boys on Twitch are not being pulled into fascism because of some Machiavellian desire to preserve and expand their privileges. It's because the right talks to them and the left doesn't. He continues to argue that leftists and progressives have absolutely no idea how unnecessarily repellent they come off to so many people. And they get angry at the idea of being a more effective social movement because they don't want to share their social spaces with people who might have gone another way. But the criticism for leftists continue. And to be honest, I agree with a lot of what Vosh says here. He says leftists will write master's theses on the effect of socioeconomic conditions on crime and then shrug when 10 million young, more young men fall into fascism because their boy brains must just be innately fascist and they choose to be evil. And there's no way this could have been prevented. And then the final tweets, because I want to make sure you guys get a full look at what he's thinking here. This is always a good topic to feel smug over because the replies and quote tweets are saturated with people who literally think, quote, we should care about men's problems and offer them advice is a dog whistle for we should build a fourth Reich. Uh, thus proving the problem. So I like giving credit to people where credit is due. And I would absolutely love to give Vosh credit right here for this series of tweets. If not for the fact that he's talking about these kids going into fascism, which is clearly something that's not happening. What we're seeing in this country is a lot of young men are struggling. They don't know where they fit in society and they're turning to alternative ideas that are not necessarily fascist or even close to fascism. But Vosh undercuts his whole premise about how we shouldn't treat them like evil people by saying that they're going to fascism. And he has a good point right here where he talks about how the left will try to excuse every single aspect of criminality, but all of a sudden when it comes to young men and going to fascism, which just means disagreeing with the current at this very moment progressive orthodoxy, they're just innately that way and there's no explanation nor is there any redemption for them. Now, again, this would be a good point, but what this actually shows us is that for most people on the left wing, including Vosh, 98% of the time, the greatest crime you can actually commit is not an actual crime that actually harms anyone. It's disagreeing with them. It's not being a communist loser. That's what bothers them more than anything. So yeah, Vosh could have a good point, but of course he has to exaggerate it, overhype it, and talk about how, oh, the, the, the these kids are going to fascism because they're looking for guidance and some of them seek out Jordan Peterson and something, something fascist. So this is something that I've been thinking about a lot because I've been just noticing it in the community around me, you know, just like the loneliness and how atomized men are. And I don't see it as, you know, addressing it isn't, in my opinion, a right wing perspective or a right wing task. I think that there are issues that the left would do a far better job in addressing as opposed to more nefarious right wing figures like, let's say, Andrew Tate or Jordan Peterson. So one of the things that you notice about the left is that they always make what I like to call a category error. So Anna Kasparian just said that we have to talk about this because we don't want these people churning to more nefarious people like Jordan Peterson or Andrew Tate. Now, this actually is Anna revealing the game right here. Her main issue isn't that young men are struggling, which is why this segment doesn't speak to young men. Her main issue is that those struggling young men are not joining the communist revolution, and she thinks that they could be useful idiots for her team. But the fact that she's categorizing Andrew Tate 
and Jordan Peterson together is a bit absurd. Like, you could make the point that, sure, they both appeal to young men, but it's for vastly different reasons. Andrew Tate, for lack of a better term, is a pickup artist. He's just another brand of that same thing that always gets popular amongst a certain group of men, and he happens to be pretty damn good at viral marketing. I know a lot of you guys might be supportive of him in certain regards, but make no mistake, the dude is not a conservative by any stretch. You might not be interested in him because you think he's a conservative, and that's totally fine. That's up to you. But he's not the same as Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson's a psychologist or psychiatrist, I think psychologist, that is trying to help people build up themselves in a certain way. And part of the thing that he likes to teach, and again, I'm not a huge fan of Jordan Peterson myself, like I don't know a lot about him, is for people to take ownership over their own lives. That's what the whole clean your room is, because he's like, that's the first thing that you should do in order to get a hold of it. He's very much into the orderliness and all of that. And Andrew Tate, again, is just another machination of the pickup artist phenomenon on the internet. Now, his effects are greatly exaggerated when we hear stories about teachers talking about how their third graders refuse to read books by women and how they're calling women fat and ugly in the third grade classroom and how social media needs to ban him because I, as a third grade teacher, can't control my class. That's all nonsense and propaganda, but... Overall, that's what he is, a pickup artist. Ironically, he's very similar to the pickup artist that Cenk Uger of the Young Turks actually read his books and got into and passed those books on to his nephew, Cenk's nephew, who also models himself after a pickup artist in his aesthetic. I think a lot of it comes down to something leftists tend to be more comfortable talking about, which is toxic masculinity. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Male loneliness is often an emergent property of toxic masculinity, which is, by the way, nobody likes this term, right? The right gets really upset when you say toxic masculinity because it sounds like you're upset with with masculinity in general and it's a really vague so one of the things i find absolutely hilarious about people on the left is that they just can't help themselves so vosh is like well one of the biggest issues that men are facing in this country is toxic masculinity and then he tries to dance around the fact that he's using a term like this and he's like oh i know a lot of people are bothered by it and all that so let's talk around it but be sure i'm throwing out the good virtuous point of toxic masculinities you see it's kind of hilarious when you're trying to help a group or allegedly trying to help a group but you named everything negative from your ideology after that group it's like when all these people start talking about white supremacy white dominance and all these issues with everything related to white you start to understand that their issue with you is that you're white I mean, again, just ask these people what the difference is between a white majority country and a white supremacist country or a white supremacist ideology or whatever, and they won't be able to tell you. They won't be able to separate the two because then they would actually have to name a country that has a majority white population that doesn't fit in that category. Their issue isn't the toxic part. It's the masculinity part. That's what they're trying to undermine. But watch Wash try to dance around it. So let's just say I think a lot of guys... Uh, can be kind of antisocial because they're taught that sort of independence is a masculine virtue. They're taught that, uh, you know, there's value in keeping your feelings bottled up. Now, uh, obviously, it's pretty harmful. It makes people feel kind of lonely. It makes them bad at reaching out to others, connecting, sharing their interests, building friendships. So right here, right off the bat, we have a fundamental misunderstanding of what it means to be masculine, what it means to be independent or similar. You see, Vosh is talking about how you should bottle up, according to these male standards, all of your emotions, and that leads to antisocial behavior, et cetera, et cetera. But in reality, what I look for in my fellow man, what I aspire to be, is emotionally disciplined. It's not 
that I want to never feel anything or anything like that. It's just that I want to be in control of my emotional state, which does not necessarily mean controlling how you feel, but it's controlling how and when you express those emotions. I have some really close friends, really close male friends. I've known them since elementary school, junior high school. All of them have a bunch of personal problems, and we discuss those issues. I discuss issues with my family with them, and it gets emotional. But the thing is, I don't see them as less masculine or less male or anything like that because we discuss them in the appropriate context, one-on-one sometimes, or in a group of close-knit friends, and that's what you're supposed to build up towards. That's what you're supposed to aspire towards, in my opinion. Again, it's not a perfect prescription for everybody. You could also talk about it with your significant other. I have a fiance. I get to discuss how I'm feeling with her. It's a great time. It's a good time. I really appreciate it. But the point is, you want to be emotionally disciplined. You don't want to just be flailing out of control or anything like that. It's not about being antisocial. It's about being more social. I think it's one of the reasons why guys tend to view dating as sort of adversarial because they don't think of like a, a woman as like, oh, you know, well, maybe we'll just get along on some shared interests. Maybe we'll have something in common. They think of it as this like a mating battle, which you know I don't think it has to be. Um, and as a product of that, a lot of guys feel like they have no social inroads. So I'm going to try to be graceful to the people that I'm talking about in this video and say that maybe Vosh is speaking to something related to like an Andrew Tate or another pickup artist kind of content when he talks about dating being adversarial and women being the adversary in that context. Because this is not something that I've ever viewed in this way. Typically, if you're the dude, you're trying to a certain extent to win over the female. You're trying to get her attention, hold her attention, and all of that through the things that you have in common, how you conversate with her, trying to make her laugh, and all those things. That doesn't make the woman your opponent. The way that it works in terms of humans, for the most part, is that women are typically pursued, not somebody that you're directly competing with. So it's weird for him to describe it that way. But again, I don't know. He's deep into leftism. Maybe there's a reason. Maybe that's kind of how he views dating. But the idea that you don't get along on some shared interest is really odd because you definitely do. But again, he could be speaking specifically to pickup artist kind of stuff or whatever. So I'm going to say maybe I'll give him a little bit of grace. He's talking about something different than the way that I'm reading it. So just full disclosure, you know, when the statistics first started coming out and they focused primarily on the lack of intimate partners, to be fair and, and completely honest with the audience, I was definitely more dismissive. But then when you see the other statistics, including the lack of friends, um, workforce participation for prime working age men between the ages of 25 and 55 has actually decreased significantly and specifically in the United States. So I do appreciate Anna Kasparian at least saying that when she initially saw some of these statistics, she was immediately dismissive of it because that's how Anna Kasparian genuinely felt at the time. And I would argue that's how Anna Kasparian still feels at the time because unlike Vosh, unlike Anna Kasparian even, I'm actually very aware of the Young Turks and the kind of segments they've done before, and they've actually talked about something similar to this, and Anna has expressed her opinion, her fake opinion, the front that she puts up, only to have it broken down over time, and believe me, I will show you that clip later on in this video after Anna Kasparian sets herself up in a very similar way. But yes, there's definitely a problem. Like, you need to build better friendships with people, you need to get outside and not have everything through the internet, and it seems like it's negatively impacting men a lot more significantly more it's important to have a friend group and you know my friend group 
is smaller than friend groups in previous generations. I know that, but I happen to have really close friends that I really care about, but it's hard. It's a struggle to actually make the time to spend time with them, and that's something that people really need to focus on if they want to be good with their friends, if they want to build those relationships. I mean, there's entire books on this. I believe Charles Murray wrote a book about this. There's a book called Bowling Alone and all that, and the fact is we are becoming more fragmented, and there's a bunch of reasons for that. And again, it seems to disproportionately affect men. So just full disclosure, you know, when the statistics first started coming out and they focused primarily on the lack of intimate partners, to be fair and and completely honest with the audience, I was definitely more dismissive. And also to this point specifically about Anna Kasparian being very dismissive of the men not having enough sexual partners or not having many or whatever. I actually understand why she was dismissive of that. I saw a lot of people initially when this point was out there dismissing it. But it's very important to understand that that's not something that's necessarily a cause. It's a symptom of the overall problem. So the issue isn't, oh, we need to find all these guys, some ladies so that they can get get laid it's actually the fact that they're not engaging with the community so they're not meeting women forming relationships etc so that's why i can kind of get why she dismissed that part because it was kind of front-loaded even though that's something that's like a downstream effect of what we're talking about and so you know there have been some arguments that oh it's the advancement of technology it's because of video games well all of these technologies exist in other countries and they're not experiencing uh, the same decline in workforce participation. In fact, to give you a specific number from the Bureau of Labor Statistics, about 7 million prime working age men are not working and they're not looking for work. Um, They're also self-medicating quite a bit. Uh, A a huge portion of them have reported that they're taking painkillers daily. Deaths of despair are very prominent. Uh, and pronounced among the male population versus the female population. Uh, These are huge issues. Uh, In fact, uh, the Bureau of Labor Statistics also noted that uh, when it comes to unemployment among working age men, we have a 1937 economy. So that's a lot to be laid out. And I haven't done a deep dive into those individual statistics, but let's just assume for the sake of argument that they're relatively accurate. The fact that men are functionally in a Great Depression as compared to women is a giant problem. The fact that they're resolving their issues with the Great Depression that they're in with drugs and narcotics and thus dying deaths of despair also a big problem and it's a problem that perpetuates itself if you feel undervalued if you go into the workforce or don't go into the workforce you don't earn money then you're not building up your income over time because time in the workforce leads to increase in money in the workforce you're only going to double down and double down on those feelings because that's how you're going to be viewed now i'm going to go to anna kasparian's straw man of the right wing argument then explain what the actual argument is And we'll talk about that, but it's something to think about because what ends up happening is a lot of these guys get lost. They never enter the labor force. They never form in society. And over time, those issues compound and it creates more and more problems. There is a crisis happening and I'm trying to figure out what is it exactly, right? The right wing will say, oh, it's feminism. It's because uh, women don't want to stay at home and raise kids. They want to be independent. They don't want to enter you know, romantic partnerships, blah, blah, blah. I don't buy that for a second. I do agree that some of the rhetoric is a problem, you know, statements about toxic masculinity, a lot of generalizing about people. I also think that there's a misconception that this is an issue that predominantly impacts white males, but that's actually not the case. The the largest population that this impacts is actually black men in America. 
And so this is a huge problem. So I want to go over what Anna Kasparian went over, and then we're going to talk specifically about the issues affecting black men versus black women in the United States of America, because I think the way that Anna Kasparian frames the right-wing argument leaves a lot to be desired. It's not just like, it's feminism, and women don't want to stay in the home, and that's creating all the problems. It's actually much deeper than that. You see, there's been a push, a cultural push, a societal push, whatever you want to call it, to get women into the workforce, to get them into different career fields. You guys have heard about pushing women into STEM. You guys have heard about, oh, this industry is too male-dominated. We need to get some ladies in there and all that. And largely, our institutions have been changed to favor women. Our K-12 public education system rewards female-type behaviors significantly more than male-type behaviors. Oftentimes, men or young boys in the school system get diagnosed for regular young boy behaviors with ADHD and all sorts of other issues based on the fact that teachers don't want to deal with them and their much better behaved female counterparts get rewarded now in theory people will make the case that changing up the female role would be perfectly fine changing up the female role could be doable in a society because societies evolve and typically the basic parameters of the roles do change over time now again we're talking about in theory in theory but in practice what actually happens is that women have been changing their roles they have been going more into the careers and all that and by the way I have nothing against any individual woman who goes into a career field. My fiance, I've talked about it a bunch of times, graduated high school early, graduated college early, has a master's in accounting, is currently in law school. She's definitely interested in her career and all of that. Don't have anything against her in that regard. Again, that's not the issue that I'm talking about. The issue is, though, is that those women still have the same view of who they should be dating, and that creates problems because as we tilt all of our institutions towards women and they become the majority at university and all that and they start earning more and more money the pool of men that they're looking for which are men that have that education level have that high-end career is actually shrinking comparatively on top of that there are plenty of men that make really good money in the trades or in other work with your hands kind of professions and those are also being devalued because it's not just an on paper money kind of situation it's also a status situation you can be an electrician go up the telephone pole and in a lot of places you'll make more money than somebody who's like right out of law school and is an attorney you won't have the debt and all that but even though your dollar amount might be equivalent or higher your benefits package might be good the idea of being with somebody who works with their hands somebody who has to you know do backbreaking labor in order to make a living isn't as prestigious as that lawyer and that lawyer could have higher income earning potential but the reason i pick a lawyer is because a lot of people think lawyers make a ton of money but they actually don't all make as much money as a lot of people think and it's a good comparison but they'll go for that lawyer because that's a profession it's a clean profession it's not working with your hands it's not considered lower class so we have like a fragmented dating market where women are not only looking for a higher paycheck as they earn more and more money and there's less guys in university but they're also looking for more prestigious fields i also think that there's a misconception that this is an issue that predominantly impacts white males, but that's actually not the case. The, the largest population that this impacts is actually black men in America. 
And so this is a huge problem. Oh, you said that it was a white guy. What happened? On top of that, what also is happening culturally is we have this push towards this female independence. I don't need no man kind of attitude. And this is even more pronounced in the black American community than it is in the white community, which is what Anna Kasparian was alluding to. We have the government actually taking the role of the father through the welfare system and incentivizing women to not not live with the man or at least not be married to the man that they live with and the fact of the matter is wives are the people who keep men engaged in society they're the ones who organize all these things they keep their friends if you're married you know this is true you know your new friends have to be friends that your wife likes you spend a lot of time with your wife's friends and that's just the way it typically is and there is no group more pandered to more celebrated than the black single mother in the united states of america and all of the effects of education and the separation are more pronounced in the black community i'm sure you guys have heard the statistics about how black women are the most educated in the United States of America. Well, that's actually not the case. But what they are is the most educated compared to their male counterparts than any other group in the United States of America. And black women don't know if you guys are aware of this are just women who happen to be black. Therefore, they're looking for the same things in their males to contrast their education level. So if they have the greatest disparity, that means their pool of marriage options are significantly lower in comparison. And they're also disproportionately in the welfare system. So if you're in a system that incentivizes you to not have a father in the household then you're likely not to have the father in the household. So this creates more problems, separates black men from the family, which ties them into the community significantly more, and not to mention they have a well-increased crime rates in their community and all of that. That also creates situations where you have people doing the right thing that end up getting victimized by criminality. And I've covered so many of those stories on this channel. It's absurd. And by the way, one of the reasons why I ding the framing by Vosh in its initial tweets as so ridiculous is because neither Vosh nor Anna Kasparian are willing to call this problem, which Anna just said affects black men more than it does white men an actual problem of black boys going into fascism because they associate fascism with Nazism and specifically with white people. So already we're in a portion of the conversation that does not align with what the initial... Millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's www.naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. NaturalHempOil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.NaturalHempOil.com. That's www.NaturalHempOil.com.
Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting modes, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com fighterflare.com Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting modes, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com. Flare.com. setup was and now you're gonna have to dance around it spin around it talk about toxic masculinity without talking about toxic masculinity and all that in order to get to some semblance of reality and guess what they're never gonna get there it's it's a tough sell you know people feel these issues in their gut when we talk about the kinds of things that drive people out to vote or even to throw revolutions we're usually talking about very basic gut level problems that political analysis gets added to, you know, uh, for a long time in this country and many others, anti-immigration sentiment has been built on the anxiety of working class people who feel their jobs are threatened by immigrants. Often the data doesn't bear that out, but it's their fear that's used as a catalyst to push those politics. So two things. One, it is very interesting how Vosh talks about how the data doesn't bear out that your job is threatened by illegal immigrants, even though what he's doing is citing this overall data kind of argument, because overall the net number of jobs might increase increase but that doesn't mean that in specific industries you're not locally threatened by illegal immigrants i mean just think about it logically let's say you have a mostly italian construction firm and coincidentally this is not connected to the mafia just kidding that was a total joke i don't mean that everybody relax in your italian communities that are connected to the mob now that firm is going to pay its employees that are mostly american citizens a certain amount of money in order to do work and part of the reason why they have to do this is because typically in a lot of places you have union wages and all of that 
And therefore, their costs are just going to be higher. Now, if you have a firm that is mostly illegal immigrant laborers that are willing to work for less, maybe it's because they're not paying taxes on that, they're getting paid in cash, all those other reasons. Maybe it's even because they're being taken advantage of. They're being promised something higher, but it's being taken from them or it's not delivered in the end. Whatever you want to say, regardless, that Italian-American firm is going to be less competitive than that illegal immigrant-based firm. It's just a fact. And that's because that Italian-American firm is an American firm, and it's going to have to follow all of the rules. And by the way, I use Italian-American other than the fact you know, that I wanted to make mafia jokes, because I actually remember when I was a kid, some work was being done on a house I was living in by an Italian construction firm. But that's just the whole thing. You don't need to worry about it. It's totally irrelevant. That's just why I picked them randomly. But yeah, so locally, on that specific issue, those people's jobs are threatened by illegal immigrants, even if nationally GDP number go up. The anxiety, the loneliness of young men, this has historically been used as catalysts for well, I mean, basically everything from the Bolsheviks in Russia to the brown shirts in Germany. It's just a large and often unaddressed demographic. This isn't a competition thing. We're not talking about giving up on feminist analysis or, or, or saying it's like, oh, well, actually men have it worse than women. It's not about that. It's just you want to reach out to people where they are. And to start that process you know, with a lot of young guys, I think it would help. If lefties were willing to acknowledge the sort of natural conclusion of toxic masculinity as like a, a mode of social analysis, which is if men are socialized in certain ways and treated in certain ways socially, it necessarily follows they must have specific problems. And if those problems are the product of social systems that are out of their control, um, I don't know why we wouldn't apply the same basic sociological lens of analysis to that as we would with literally anything else. So one of the things I like about these lefties is that they're essentially an everyday representation of what F.A. Hayek called the fatal conceit. Everything Vosh talked about right there is related to what society can do and how we can engineer this and all this because he doesn't really acknowledge human nature. I talked about earlier about how we did make changes to society, but the way that women typically date didn't change because part of that is rooted in our evolutionary biology. Also hilarious is the fact that the reason he's interested in this topic is not because he cares about men or anything like that. And by the way, they'll question the motives of anybody on the other side who tries to help men, even if they're not trying to rally them into their revolution like Vosh is right here. But that's exactly what's going on. Vosh thinks that these guys could be useful in his new Bolshevik revolution, and that's the only reason he's interested in talking about them. Also, again, he believes, like all of these foolish socialists, and by the way, this is why they end up killing so many people, that you could just manufacture and control human nature because human nature doesn't actually exist. It's just societal institutions and all that. And a Essentially, they're going to adjust and get the social workers on this and get the capitalism out of your brain through their machinations of social engineering. It's ridiculous. It's absurd. It's funny to me. It's making me laugh. And again, this is very cynical. Like, this whole thing is super cynical because it's about leveraging these people, not helping these people. If you're a good, sane, prudent person and you're living a happy life and you have a happy family and you come to different political conclusions than me, then I don't hate you and I don't want to force you to vote the way that I want to vote. 
I would be happy for you and still try to convince you to vote the way that I want to vote. But what Vosh is seeing is a bunch of lost men that he thinks are going to be tilted too much to the right. So he has to engage in the battlefield, not worry so much about helping them, but misdirect that anger toward his own leftist ends, his own leftist causes. Because again, ultimately, ironically, all these socialists care about is themselves and their own goals. Patriarchy, racism, transphobia. No individual has control over these systems. And we try to interweave analysis with our compassion for and respect for the individual problems people have. We do this all the time with other issues. And to an extent, we do it with men. But I feel like we lean off that a little bit, maybe because men's rights as like a sort of a a nominative thing, you know, like how it's referred to usually Mm -hmm. refers to misogynist or incel communities online. So it's like, oh, well, men's rights, you, you actually mean like this or that. Well, leaving aside the baggage, right? You can call it what you want, men's advocacy, whatever, just common decency, it's still worth pursuing. Also, one of the things that I think is hilarious about this is this video is about 18 minutes long, and I'm trying to chop it up and cut out the boring parts. But 10 minutes in, 10 minutes plus into this video, they're still explaining why it's okay for people on the left to have this conversation. Remember, theoretically, this is about helping young men, but you have to explain it to the left why they should even be interested and maybe even considering helping young men because that's how much disdain the overall left has for these people. They don't like this demographic. I mean, again, Vosh had to start off by saying that they're going into fascism and all that, had to label them evil, but it's like, oh, maybe we're going to save them from evil or whatever because that's how they view the world. It's so funny that they can't even get into the real topic. They threw out some numbers, but they're like, listen, they could be used for the communist revolution, guys. Listen, I I know they're like evil fascists, but sometimes we do sociological analysis of other stuff, guys. I don't think this is about male entitlement. I don't think this is about men feeling or or fighting for a system in which men get to feel entitled to certain things in society, including you know certain sexual acts, whatever it is. This is really about making sure that people don't feel lonely, feel that they have purpose in life. That's the other thing. An increasing number of young men feel like they have no purpose in life, and I think. That it has to do with the fact that for the longest time, they were conditioned to believe that they are supposed to be the breadwinner in a family. And when they are lacking the educational attainment necessary to get the kind of career that makes the kind of money that makes them feel like the breadwinner, well, then it makes them feel like they're not really worth anything. I see a lot of that going on as well. When you look at the number of college educated men, that has declined significantly. So here you have Anna talking about some of the things that I talked about earlier about how there's an unevenness in terms of university, how our institutions, she didn't say this, are tilted more towards women. And she talks about how men are conditioned to want to be the breadwinner and all that. But here's the thing. It is in our evolutionary biology to want to be the breadwinner. This is why men go out and hunt and either they die or they bring back something and then their family and ends up succeeding because, you know, the woman and the kid have something to eat. And women are biologically predisposed to be in a more caring role. I mean, women get pregnant. Men don't get pregnant. So somebody has to do the work while the woman is pregnant and make sure she's nourished so that the kid can be born. Women breastfeed. They, again, have natural advantages as caretakers over men. They are quite literally responsible for feeding the child when it's born and all these other factors. So, like, as a man, you're supposed to actually bring home the bacon. You're supposed 
supposed to actually protect your woman and all that stuff. That is ingrained in our evolutionary biology. However, women are actually quite good at working in these high-end careers that don't take a lot of physical labor. They're able to make money and they still expect a man to be able to provide for them and provide more than they can get on their own because that's in their evolutionary biology as well. And so some of the solutions that I've heard from people who do take this seriously on the left is that, hey, there's a lack of male role models in you know the public education system. There's a huge disparity between female and male educators in the public school system. I'm curious what you think about that. So Anna right there could have addressed the actual issue. She could have talked about what I talked about. She could have talked about how women should, if they're going to change roles, change their expectations and what they want in a man. But instead, she went for a stupid left-wing representation argument. The solution, theoretically, is not to change up the fact that schools overwhelmingly cater to girls and that's having negative effects on men it's to just throw male representation as teachers now that might sound like a good solution to you if you know you had a lobotomy recently but females have almost always in the united states of america been overrepresented as school teachers so this idea that men need the role models they need actual male teachers in order to succeed is undercut by the fact that men were doing a lot better with female school teachers for the longest time. That was the norm. So the idea that you fix it by representation is just lefty garbage and lefty nonsense. And maybe Vosh will address that. Vosh is a smart guy here on the internet.com. Maybe he's going to look at that and say, Anna, that's dumb. Thank you for inviting me on your show, but you're a buffoon. I don't like you. And... Yeah, no, I, I agree. It is. I do think it's unfortunate that we consider education such like a like a feminized profession. Not because there's anything wrong with female teachers or whatever, but obviously people take a lot from their education, and any significant disparity in representation is going to reflect some kind of social value. Yeah, of course he agrees with that, and he's like, oh yeah, d- d- disparity in representation, whatever. You know, one of the most interesting things that I ended up reading about in one of Thomas Sowell's books, it was about how black students actually performed much better than their other black counterparts, depending on what kind of teacher teacher they had now according to the young turks they would say oh well it's based on the fact that they have black teachers versus white teachers and it turns out that's not the case according to soul's analysis the big predictor of whether or not black students would be successful in the south is whether or not they had teachers that were either from the south or from New England specifically with puritanical values because there were a lot of problems in Southern values. And by the way, this isn't just about black kids. It would also go for white kids. But I got news for you. The teachers were white women regardless of who we're talking about. It turns out that the values instilled by those teachers are more important than the actual color of their skin or the genitalia or anything like that. And the Puritan Protestant work ethic that was brought down from Massachusetts helped white Southerners that were in those classrooms and black Southerners that were in those classrooms just the same. Because, again, it's not a representation issue. That was a specific issue of value. So you just putting a guy in place of a woman in a system that overwhelmingly favors girl students isn't really going to solve anything. It's just you're trying to push more men into teaching for whatever reason, for some kind of weird equity agenda. And it doesn't help that much. Um, so, I mean, we can see the need for this reflected in the fact that the like two of the largest breakout conservative figures in the past five years, respectively, Jordan Peterson and Andrew Tate, both became powerful in exactly the same way. That is to say, they postured as like self-help gurus for young men who felt like they'd been failed by society and left no options to better themselves otherwise. Now, the prescriptions those two offer are garbage and 
completely irredeemable. Once again, you can see clearly that this isn't about helping young men. It's about taking down their political opponents who Vosh is identifying as Andrew Tate and Jordan Peterson. Again, the category error of lumping them in together, even though they do try to appeal to young men. Now, Andrew Tate had a very successful viral operation where he would have people promote him by cutting out clips that were controversial, making them go viral on social media, which is a bit different than Jordan Peterson's come up. But I get like the idea that they appeal to the same people, even if they do different things. Now, I've said it before. I've said it in this video. Tate is in the pickup artist category. Those guys have always been around. They've always gotten popular. It's just that Tate is one of the more successful ones due to his viral marketing strategy. Jordan Peterson is your actual self-help guru, and these people have been around for a long time. There's plenty of them. They come around every couple of years. There's always a different face, and sometimes people get helped by them. Sometimes people buy in, spend a lot of money, and they don't get helped. So, you know, if you like Jordan Peterson, if you feel like you've benefited from him, then good on you. I really support you in that. But overall, self-help gurus are not necessarily the solution that we need, but also going after them and by proxy going after the people that have like fallen in with them isn't really helping. You're just attacking people who you say yourself have gone to these places because they've been attacked. You got a lot of backlash for talking about this. And you know, you might tweet about it, but where I've heard you actually talk about this issue at length is on your streams. And I think you're thoughtful in the way you talk about this issue, but you still get hit with, oh, you're just a secret right winger from your critics, right? It's yeah, it's been known to happen. I know what's behind that because I feel like that is what most of at least the online left. I, I don't know if I can say that about the left in general. They seem to spend a lot of time going after one of their own who might have some ideas that are a little different or might have concerns that are a little different from their own. 14 minutes in and we're still talking about how it's okay for the left to talk about it. Also, Anna Kasparian is saying that Vosh, you're getting called the secret right winger and isn't it ridiculous? Remember, Anna Kasparian calls everybody she disagrees with a secret right winger. She calls Jimmy Dore that. She calls all these people that. That's what she does, but she's like, oh, isn't it ridiculous when it happens to you, person who I'm currently talking with right now? Well, the the gatekeeping tendencies of the left are how you know you're a leftist, right? If you're a good leftist, the people you hate most should be other leftists. It's the only way to know. I'm a great uh, leftist, then. <laughs> yeah, we're we're phenomenal leftists. Uh, you know, I think I think there's kind of like I don't I don't want to overuse the term or maybe use it lightly, the term trauma. But I feel like after the past decade of online discourse, people are very sensitive, especially on the left. People are very sensitive to the idea that we need to treat men better, not necessarily because they disagree with the idea of treating men better. That seems like a nice thing to do broadly. I'd hope a lot of people would agree with that. But rather because we need to treat men better has often been couched in this very ideologically loaded set of policy and social prescriptions that usually have to do with undoing the gains of feminism or at the very least negating the harms that women experience socially because of, um, well, you know, the, the patriarchy or inequality. Look, this conversation doesn't go anywhere. It's not interesting. Again, it's more about the left defending the ability of the left to talk about this and mentioning here and there that maybe you could use these guys for a communist revolution. Not that interesting, not that appealing, doesn't help anybody. It's not objectively trying to help anybody except the two people talking. And one of the reasons why is because Anna Kasparian is a symptom of the problem 
that we're talking about. She's a career woman. Now she's happily married. Congratulations, Mazel Tov, to you, Anna Kasparian. I support you in that regard. But she has been on record multiple different times, even when she had the front that she was okay with men taking different roles, that she doesn't value a man who doesn't take an ambitious, career-minded role. Here's a clip of her talking about a stay-at-home dad. Slate had this really fascinating blog written by a guy by the name of Finn Bolding, and he is a stay-at-home husband, okay? In fact, he refers to himself as a stay-at-home dude. He doesn't have any children, he doesn't have a job, but he likes to stay at home and be a homemaker, okay? So I love this blog because prior to reading it, just by reading his title, I thought, Oh, here we go, right? Look at this lazy guy. Mm-hmm. But he totally proved me wrong. Really? And I'm 100% right, supportive of what he's doing. let's see if we can do the same for me. Okay. okay. So in the setup, in this segment, Anna Kasparian is saying, oh, yeah, no, totally would be on board with it. If he's doing all the stuff that I don't want to do, I'm A-OK with that. It's not a big deal to me. And Jenk is calling BS over and over again. Okay, let me ask you this, okay, yes. Miss Full of It. Uh, mm-hmm. If you, let's say they got, no, no, let's say they got divorced, and then you meet this guy. And you ask, you're on a date, and you ask him, "Oh, so what did you? What do you do?" You're like, "Well, I used to be a homemaker." Okay, first Done. of all, first of all, Done. no, Done. no. Tell me I'm wrong. He has training in architecture. He's not just like some slob who's like sitting on his ass doing nothing. Yeah, he got a lot of training. First of all, if he got... (laughs) Training. You're the worst. Okay, architecture is not a joke. That's a very difficult field of work. That's why he's not doing it. (laughs) Okay, so if he got a divorce, obviously he needs to support himself, and that's when he puts his education to use. He was working at one point. It's not like he comes from like a lazy background. So he'd be working, that's fine. And by the way, if I'm making a ton of money, if TYT starts paying paying me, you know, the big bucks, and I could take care of him, I'm totally fine with that as long as he does the sh- that I don't want to do, which is the cooking and the cleaning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not buying it. And then, by the way, one of Jenks' finest hours right here, and to be fair to Anna Kasparian, I'm not blaming her for this attitude. This attitude is hardwired into women's DNA. It's hardwired into them culturally, so I understand why she has this attitude, but it is funny to see her put this front on, because she knows she has this double standard, but Jenk is gonna push and push and push. Uh, what do you guys think? Uh, Kim just uh, nodded yes, so she's in agreement with me. And you guys are full of sh- No, no, no. Before we go to Hey Susan Jarrett, no, no, I'm calling bullshit on no, both of you. No, Okay? No. Your guy is sitting around at home. Yeah, he did all the cooking and cleaning. First of all, you're not even going to like that, okay? But <laughs> second of all, think that? No, even if you did like it, then he's sitting on his ass, smoking weed, playing video games, etc. You are going to hate him. You're not going to like that. Ah, you're-, you're right! I knew it! I knew it! You know what that is? That's a walk-off moment. <laughs> You're right. Now, again, I'm not showing this just specifically to make fun of Anna Kasparian, because honestly, overall, it is funny because we all know this is true. And at least back then, she had the courage to eventually admit it. No, you know why? Because I was thinking about this. What's my number one turn on? And my number one turn on is ambition, right? Of course. And and someone who's like driven and powerful like that turns me on so much. So like. I love it in theory, and look, it works for them, so I want to support him. If it works for them, that's awesome. But for me personally, I would probably get tired of it pretty quickly. I find this video where Anna Kasparian was caught lying and eventually admitted that she was lying about what she actually believed so much more endearing than this segment with Vosh, and I just wish Anna would be more honest about how she actually feels and maybe identify this actual issue that affected her specifically and its impacts on other women who have become more career 
minded, but have not changed their perception of what they're looking for in a male counterpart. Look, I'm not all about this blame women for all the problems or men or anything like that, because I believe fundamentally in general, I know there's some people that are in the gays category. Men and women need each other. They have complementary roles in the perfect scenario. They're actually working together, not working as opponents. But the thing is, when you change up one side of the roles, but you also don't change up the responsibilities, you end up with this misalignment. And that is what we're seeing overall in our culture. So it's not necessarily fundamentally a problem with women. It's a problem with both genders and the society that we've constructed to try to alter and make things fit that don't really fit. It's also a problem with not assigning the same responsibilities that come with the same career path. Because usually what we would see happen for men is that when they would actually get a career would be after they have a child. You can go look at the numbers. A married man's income goes up significantly after the first child is born because that's when he buckles down and starts providing because that's his goal. That's his objective. We have a culture that tells women repeatedly time and time again that they can be anything. They can do anything. We're going to change up institutions and call it discrimination and immoral when you're not equally represented and that you don't need no man to accomplish any of that. And, you know, I'm all in favor of having people believe that they don't need to be dependent on their partner, but it is good to rely on somebody else and find somebody that you could fit together with, again, to have those interlocking, supportive gender roles in your relationship. Look, we could talk all day about how men feel like if they don't earn more than their female counterpart, if they're not taking care of things, then they're somehow less of a man and how that's a problem in masculinity, but in reality, that is enforced in the dating market by women over and over again. Our culture also enforces that. The man is often portrayed as this dumb, bumbling idiot, and the career woman is often portrayed as this ambitious heroine that needs to only overcome the evil sexist men that are in the office or whatever that are holding her back. That if it weren't for these men in the office making everything worse or her, women would be even more successful. And ladies, and I say this from me to you as somebody who actually works in a field where I don't have to lift anything, there's no labor intensive or anything like that. I talk into a camera, people watch the videos, and then money gets deposited in my account. It's a miracle. Don't look down on people who work in the trades. First of all, a lot of them make high salaries, but just because they wear a jumpsuit and not a three-piece suit doesn't mean they're less of a man or anything like that. There's far too much of that. If you go to school, you get your degree, you get your high-end career, and you're able to pay down your student loans, work in a cushy office, and enjoy yourself, don't reject automatically some guy that has to climb up a telephone pole who didn't go into that debt and might make just as much, if not more money than you do. These are good jobs. They make the society function. And again, these men, typically men, kill their body. They destroy themselves in order to provide for you and for your family and to ensure that your kids actually grow up and have the option to go into a trade or go into one of those cushy fields. Money is definitely one issue in terms of how society undervalues men if they make less than their female counterparts, but it's also the status of the job. And we should try not to look down on those types of jobs because the money would be there. And if not for the fact that this person is working in a truck, working outside, then they would be appreciated a lot more. But hey, those are just my thoughts. So let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. If you like this video, show them by leaving a like. Subscribe for more content. Follow me on all my social medias. They're linked in the description box of this video. Support me via the support links in the description box as well. This has been me talking about Vosh, Anna, discussing young men, but not really caring about them. 
Till next time. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now.